Hello, LifePoint family and friends, and I just want to thank you for joining me for Church Online today. Listen, I got a, I got a message that I want to share with you today, and many of you are familiar with the story of David and Goliath, this little shepherd boy who comes and faces this champion from Gath called Goliath, and he defeats him and delivers the army of Israel from the hand of the Philistine. So I just want to pick up the story. It's found in 1 Samuel chapter number 17. We're going to read verse 45 and 46. And the Bible records these words. Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword, with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. Verse 46 says this, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand. I want you to underline that, underscore it, highlight it in your Bible. It needs to be your mindset going forward from this moment on. This day the, the Lord will deliver your enemy into your hand. I will strike you and take uh, take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcass of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beast of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. I want you to just think about that for a moment. This is just maybe a 15, 16-year-old little, uh, well, teenage boy who comes in the confidence and the security of the God in whom he serves. And I think that there are some keys that you and I can glean from in this story that's going to equip us and prepare us to defeat the giants that we may be facing right now. You know, a giant is anything in your life that seems insurmountable. Anything in your life that causes fear, intimidation, or doubt to be produced in your life. And I know right now that there are many people who are facing what seems to be insurmountable odds. You don't know how you're going to overcome the situation that you find yourself in right now. How you're going to be able to overcome this financial giant that you're facing today, or how you're going to be able to overcome this emotional or spiritual or mental giant that you're facing today. You know what? This is where the army of Israel found themselves. They had no answer. They had no answer to the threat that Goliath presented to them. And maybe you're sitting here today and maybe you're thinking, I, I don't know what, I don't know how, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I don't have the answer. And they were at a loss. The, uh, the nation of Israel was at a loss of what to do. Here's what I have learned over the years. When you don't know what to do, God is up to something. I have found myself time and time again when I didn't know what to do, God was up 
to something. As a matter of fact, help was on the way. Israel didn't know it, but God was preparing help for them. Just go ahead right now. Let's just help each other and encourage each other today. Just go ahead right now and type in the comment section that help is on the way. Come on, just say it with me. Help is on the way. Somebody needs to hear that today, that help is on the way. Now, enter David, God's chosen vessel. He had just been anointed by Saul to be the next king of Israel. God had rejected Saul because of his disobedience, and he has appointed David to be the next king. And so David is sent by his father not to fight, but he is sent by his father to deliver lunch to his brothers and just to check on them. This shows me the first key that you and I need if we are going to defeat the giant in our life. And that is the key of humility. Just go ahead and type that in right here. Humility. Even though David had just been anointed king, I want you to go with me if you would in your mind. And I want you to picture as Samuel the prophet takes this horn of oil and he pours it over the head of David. David literally feels the weight of the power, the anointing, and the, and the call of God on his life. And the first assignment that David gets after being anointed king over all of Israel was to deliver lunch to his brothers. He's anointed king, and now he is the first one that we see who was humble enough to serve lunch to his brothers. I'll say it this way. He was uh, uh, serving DoorDash, or he was Uber Eats. He was humble enough to be willing to do whatever his father asked him to do. You know, if you want to do great things for God, and if you want to slay the giants in your life, you have to be willing to humble yourself and do the small things first in order for promotion to come into your life. And so if we're going to do that, we have to be, if we're going to defeat our giant, we have to be willing to humble ourselves and do whatever the Father asks us to do, and be clothed in humility. Why? Because God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. You know, grace is God's unmerited favor. It's favor for the fight. And even though the odds are stacked against you in the natural, God's favor makes you the one who is favored in the fight. And you need to understand that when you have God's favor on your life, the fight is fixed. I'm going to say it again. The fight is fixed because even in the natural, David was no match for Goliath. David understood a principle that I read to you at the beginning of this message. David understood that this wasn't a natural fight, but this was a spiritual fight. Remember verse 45 said this. He said, you come to me with natural weapons, with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin. But David said, I'm coming against you in the name 
of the Lord. Yes, church, we are not fighting in our own natural ability, but we are fighting under the banner, under the umbrella of the name of the Lord. You know this, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You're not fighting in your own strength. You're fighting in his strength. And your giant is no match for the God who is in you, right? Just right here, right now, go ahead and type in, the fight is fixed. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. You can tell I'm fired up right now about this message today. I'm just going to jump around a little bit, and I just want to take some things and just want to share with you what's going on as David arrives on the scene. We're going to look at verse 20 first. The Bible says this, and David rose early in the morning and left the sheep with the keeper and took and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the trench. Look at that word. He came to the trench as the host was going forth to fight and shouted for the battle. The Bible said that they were in a trench. They were in a low place. They were in a valley. And the enemy always shows up in our life seemingly at the lowest point or at our lowest point. And he always looks bigger than he really is. And the reason he looks bigger is because we're down. We're, we're at a low point in our life. We know the Bible tells us that Goliath was about nine, uh, nine foot tall. Uh, we're not sure how how deep the trench was, but it was probably five or six feet deep. And so uh, Goliath, if you're in the trench and you're looking up, Goliath could appear to be at least 15 feet tall. The enemy always looks bigger when you're down. But here's what you have to do. You have to be able to pick yourself up. If you'll just get up, if you will just encourage yourself, if you'll just Rise above those feelings of, of fear. Rise above those feelings of doubt and intimidation. If you'll just rise above your feelings and if you'll just begin to believe God, someone is saying right now, well, pastor, how do I get up? It seems like I've been down so long. It seems like I've been in this valley, this pit for so long. How do I get up? Well, let me just give you one thing. You need to start looking through the eyes of faith. I want to say it again. One of the ways that you get up is to begin to look through the eyes of faith. David said in verse 47, he said, this battle belongs to the Lord. I want you to know today that your battle, whatever giant you're facing right now, it belongs to God. It's not your fight. It's his fight. He's put you there, but the fight is fixed. You know at the end of this thing, you will win. Listen, if you could see what God has prepared for you, if you could see the victory that God has for you, this is where it needs to change. You need to, you need to move yourself from a place of defeat to a place 
a victory. If you could see what God's getting ready to do. If you could see who God's getting ready to bring into your life. If you could see the move of God that's getting ready to take place in your situation. You would begin to say just like David, who is this uncircumcised giant? Who does he think he is to come and threaten the armies of God? Who does he think he is to come and speak against the God that I serve. David said, this battle is not mine. This battle belongs to the Lord. I want you to know today that this battle is not yours. This battle belongs to the Lord. As a matter of fact, type it in the comment section right now. The battle belongs to the Lord. This is his fight and this fight is fixed. You have to begin to declare just like David. You have to begin to declare what you want to see this thing to how do you want to see this turn out david declared this this day the lord has delivered you into my hands this day this day i'm not talking about tomorrow i'm not talking about next week i'm not talking about next month you need to decide this day things are going to change this day things are going to begin to turn around this day i'm going to begin to see that giant fall this day god is bringing victory this day god is rising god is rising and my enemies are being scattered this day god is going to break the finances open in my life this day that insurmountable odds are about to be eliminated and we are about to see God move in a mighty way what you see is what you say what you see is what you say if you see defeat you're going to speak defeat if you see fear you're going to live in fear if you see dismay and despair that's what you're going to say and that's where you're going to live but if you see victory you will begin to speak victory. What you see, you will say. Someone is saying, well, how? How can I begin to say uh, that, that the victory is mine? Well, the Bible tells us this, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You need to start listening to what God's Word says. You need to start believing what God says about you. And you need to start declaring what God has declared about your situation. Now, let's go back to verse 20. And I'm going to show you another key. The Bible said that David and the army came out with a shout. I'm here to tell you this morning, you're coming out, but you're coming out with a shout. Not with, not with a uh, whisper or a whimper. You are coming out with a shout. That's how you come out of the valley. You come out of the valley. You come out of low places in your life. You come out with a, with a shout. Listen, the, the voice of defeat is silence, but the voice of victory is a shout. It is a praise. And one of the ways that the giant controls you is to silence your praise, is to get you to shut up. So the only thing that you hear constantly is his threats, his voice. This weapon is as old as the garden. When the serpent came and whispered in the, in the ear of Eve, did God really say this? But I want you to be able to drown out the threats of, of your giant. And you drown out the th threats of your giant through 
praise. If you want to send a shockwave through the enemy's camp, just go ahead and start praising God in the valley. They were in the valley. They were in the trench. They were in that low place. But the Bible said they began to shout. Start praising God in your low place. Start praising God in your in your valley. Send your praise ahead of you. Praise God before you see the victory. The battle is fought in the valley. That's where some of you are right now. You're in this low place, but the battle is fought right here. It's going to be, this is where it's going to be determined whether you win or whether you surrender to the enemy. The Bible says this, if you read in this story, the Bible said that Israel stood on one mountain and the Philistines stood on another mountain. And in between them was a valley. In between them was a low place. But verse 1 of chapter 17 says this, that the valley belonged to Judah. Oh, I got to say it again. The valley belongs to Judah. And you know what Judah means. Judah means praise. It means praise in the valley. If you can praise God in the valley, if you can praise God in the low place, if you can praise God when you're going through whatever you're facing today, it will cause confusion in your enemy's camp. It will cause that giant to, to wonder, why are they praising God? You don't have your breakthrough yet. You haven't seen victory yet. But I'm telling you right now, send praise out of the valley and watch and see what God will do on your behalf. You need to decide today that I'm not going to be silent any longer, that I'm not going to be quiet any longer. But today I'm coming out with a shout. Today I'm coming out with praise. As a matter of fact, let's just take a 20 second praise break right in your living room, right in your kitchen, while you're driving down the road in your car. I want you to take a 20 second praise break and I want you to begin to praise God for the victory. I want you to praise God that the enemy is defeated. I want you to praise God that fear and intimidation and doubt and unbelief is being broken off of you and victory is yours. Come on, 20 seconds and let's give God praise. I'm giving you a chance to praise. Come on, let's give our let's give our God praise. We're coming out with a shout. If you believe it, shout yes in the comment section. Now I want you to notice for 40 days, every morning and every evening, Goliath would come. And the Bible said he would put on his armor and he would come and he would stand on top of that mountain and he would just he would just try to intimidate. And he did the children of Israel. He would spew insults at them. He would mock them and he would mock the God in whom they served. And it was a constant campaign of words that created fear in the minds and in the hearts of God's people. Morning and evening, the news cycle never changed. Constantly, constantly spewing fear, constantly threatening, constantly telling them that he was going to kill them. As a matter of fact, verse 11 says this, when Saul and all of Israel, here it is, underline it, heard these words of the Philistine. They were dismayed and greatly afraid. 
Let me ask you a question. Have you heard anything lately that has caused anxiety and fear to grip your heart? The constant threats took the fight right out of Israel. It caused them to fear. It caused dismay to come into their camp and into their hearts. And it replaced the faith that God had given them. The Bible said that it had gotten so bad by the time you get to verse 24 that all the men of Israel, watch this, when they saw the man, catch that, when they saw Goliath, they fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. He didn't even have to say anything. He had got in their heads where all he had to do was show up and stand on that mountain. And when they saw him, they fled from him. Can I just suggest something? And you do with it what you want. But let me just suggest something to you. Can we just turn off the news? Can we just turn off the negativity can we just turn off the constant morning and evening, morning and noon and night, that cycle of neg negativity that's causing people to be in distress, that's causing people to live in fear? Can we just tune out the voice of our enemy who wants us to live in constant fear? I'm not, I'm not suggesting and I'm not making light of what's going on, but I simply believe that the enemy has penetrated some of our minds to where we are living in fear, to where we don't even have to hear anything anymore. All we have to do is see something, and, it, and our hearts are gripped with fear. And here's what I'm believing. As we head into Pentecost Sunday, as we gather in this place where I'm, where I'm speaking from right now, and I can't wait to gather in this room to praise God with you, but I'm praying that we have uh, an upper room experience, not only just like the disciples did when they gathered in that upper room, but I'm asking and I'm praying that we have an upper room experience. The upper room is our mind. I mean, I'm, I'm asking God that we have an upper room experience, that our minds would be so filled with the Word of God, with the Spirit of God, that, that this crisis, whatever crisis that we might find ourselves in, that, that's trying to cripple us, that when we get so filled with the Spirit of God, that our minds are so saturated with the Word of God that we're able to rise out of this, that we're able to come up out of this pit, out of this trench, out of this low place, that our minds would be baptized with the Word of God, that even in bad times, we understand that God is working things out for our good, that even in this crisis, we can see God moving and God rearranging and God organizing things so that we can come out in the power and in the strength of His 
spirit. Uh, I'm just asking that you take control of what's coming in your ear gate so that what you hear are things that are encouraging you, things that are building you up, things that are lifting you up. Uh, come on, I've been talking about praising God. If you want to encourage yourself in the Lord, just start praising God. Just start re rehearsing the Word of God over and over in your mind. And I guarantee you, you'll come up out of that low place. You'll come up out of that pit and you'll begin to see things differently. You know what David said? David said, I've had enough of this giant. David said, enough is enough. I've heard enough. I've heard it in the morning. I've heard it in the evening and I've heard enough and it's time to shut this giant up. I don't know whatever giant you're facing today, whatever emotional, spiritual, financial giant that you're facing today. I believe it's time to take him out. It's time to take this giant out. And David, on his way to deliver lunch to his brothers, stopped by a brook, and he pulled out five smooth stones out of that brook. The brook is symbolic of the Spirit, for the weapons, are, our weapons are not carnal, but they are mighty through the pulling down of strongholds. And we're pulling our weapons from the Spirit of God. And he pulled those five smooth stones out of that or from that brook. The number five is the number of grace. And what we need to understand today is God's grace is sufficient. It's sufficient for any battle, for any situation that we find ourselves in. And David takes that stone and he knows the battle is the Lord's. And he takes that stone and he gets ready to launch it. Now watch this. The Bible says that, well, Jesus said this. The disciples, those around him, were trying to get him to quiet down the crowd that was praising him. And Jesus said, listen to me. If these people around me, if they stop praising me, these rocks are going to begin to cry out and praise me. That rock is symbolic of praise. I'm giving you a key on how to take your enemy out. We started with it, coming out of the pit with a, with a shout, and you're going to continue with it as you face your giant with a shout. How many of you know that victory's in the bag? David reached in the bag, took out a stone, a smooth stone, and he hurled it at that giant. I don't know what you're facing today, but if you will begin to hurl praise, if you will begin to launch praises to your God, I can guarantee you that giant is going to fall in your sight. David took the rock and he launched it, hit Goliath, right between the eyes, and Goliath fell. But he didn't stop there. The Bible said that he ran, and he stood over top of Goliath, and he took out Goliath's sword, and he took that sword, and he cut Goliath's head off. It's not enough to knock the enemy out. You have to take the head of this giant off. That, 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 that sword represents the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit. So we knock our enemy out with a shout, but we take him out with the Word. We take him out with the Word of God. And so you have to have the balance. 
you have to have praise, but you also have to balance it out with the word. And you cut the head of the enemy off with the sword. I close with this. The Bible said that David walked over after he took the, the giant's head off and he picked up the giant's head and he carried Goliath's head back home. 15 miles he, he took and walked with the head of Goliath and brought that head, put it on a pole and stuck it for all of Israel to see. I want you to know what this represents. It's my last point on defeating your giant. And the head is symbolic of authority. And so David was letting everyone know that I have greater authority. And as a believer, you and I have greater authority. Jesus gave us that authority. Jesus gave us that power. Jesus gave us that anointing to destroy and to defeat our enemies. I'm telling you right now, greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. And you need to use the authority and you need to let the enemy know that he does not have authority over you. He does not have authority over your home. He does not have authority over your children. He does not have authority over your finances. He does not have authority over your health. He does not have authority over your future. You have authority over him. And so I told you today's going to be different. I can feel it in the atmosphere. Things are shifting. That's the word the Lord gave us from the very beginning. This was going to be a year of shifting. Things are shifting in the spirit and you're coming out and you're coming out with a shout and you're going to take your adversary down with a praise and you're going to grab the sword, the word of God, and you're going to cut the head off of that adversary that's formed weapons against you. And you're going to let him know that God's given you the authority to defeat him in Jesus's name. And I'm telling you, things are changing right now. Come on, if you believe it, go ahead and shout yes. Go ahead and type yes in the comment section. Things are changing for you now. Hey, church, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm believing victory. I'm speaking victory over your life. God bless you. And I'll see you in person right here next week, 930 and 1115. If not in person, I'll see you online. God bless you and have a great week.